Hello. Hello. Welcome to the St. James Files. Welcome to another one. Episode four of Treading the Boards. Treading the Boards. <laughs> it's my job just to repeat things you said. Treading the Boards. It's like the echo, echo, echo. Echo. Treading the Boards. Someone has recently learned about Fable and has heard what traders sound like. It's just a voice, it's just a voice they do in Fable. Hello there, little boy. I hear it's your sister's birthday. Yeah. Anyway. It's not it's not exclusive to traders. I mean all the traders are the ones that use that voice in the game. It's the guy in Fable 2 who wasn't a trader. Mergo, the trader. Was he a trader? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's all the traders! It is all the traders. It's a famous traders. trader voice in Fable series. Traders. Because it's in the beginning of the first one. Obviously, hi, welcome to St. James Files, a Call of Cthulhu podcast. We're talking about Fable. Let's talk about Fable, the, the video game. Uh, <laughs> in the first one, as you've seen, and in the second one, as you've now seen, uh, the first one, you start to run around trying to get money to buy you've tried to buy five gold pieces to buy a box of chocolates for your sister uh, yeah. sold to you by just a unnamed trader and then the uh, the second one Mergo the famed trader the trader who is wandering around <laughs> has the same massive moustache but fatter and like a different outfit so obviously not the same guy but has the exact I'm going to write down that we're talking about Fable <laughs> notes Talked uh, about Fable. Uh, yeah. Yes, same actor, yes. same voice actor, same Ooh. character possibly. Mergo may be a, a multi-dimensioned yeah. character. We don't know. And also, how fitting that in a game about creatures that span the aeons, um, that uh, we talk of Mergo, the trader who spans the aeons. <laughs> the trader. <laughs> Chicken chaser. <laughs> cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's get on with the St. James Files. Yeah, let's do that. Before we jump in, let's announce that thing. Go to Redbubble and Google St. James Files. Find we our have t-shirts. Find our stickers. Find our laptop covers. Find our, <laughs> our laptop covers. Find, apparently at one point, though it's not actually a thing anymore, but I was like, why Redbubble? Mini skirts. <laughs> um, I want one. I want a mini skirt that says St. Joe's Files. Why are you mini skirt? I don't know. But you can get scarves, you can get. Uh, you can get water bottles, I like the water, water bottles. bottles. You can get notepads, you can get phone cases. Um, let us know if you think some of them need editing because there's one or two of them that I've left, like uh, the hard c- hardcover journals, I've left so the logo is in the centre of the cover as it's open, whereas some people might want it in the centre of the mm, cover as it's on closed. On the front cover, yes. Um, just a tiny tentacle on the on the binding. Let us know. I mean, I don't know how I do the tiny tentacle on the binding. It would be a lot of work. Um, well, yes. And I'm also not a graphic designer, so uh, no. I'm very, very, very much using paint. And, uh, <laughs> and why do you tell it. the people your secrets? Secrets. Um, because it's not really a secret. Secrets, anyway. secrets. Uh, welcome to the Sanctuary's Files. Welcome to episode four. Hello. The Treading the Ports. You may have seen on our Facebook that we've been tweeting and sharing our faces yes, this week. Yes, we've shared our faces. We don't have anything in store to share next week. Don't we? Well, I'll start writing that blog post. <laughs> Steve's first blog post. That'll be something to share. <laughs> uh, we need to, to be fair, we need to share all of this on Twitter, so we need to get on a scheduling platform because I haven't done that. Yes. Um, I will also point out that um, I hate all of you listening because uh, oh. I found out that whilst looking at the posts the other day, I wasn't. I'm not. I'm not like 
hurt by it or anything. But um, I see that Emma's post with her and her llama got lots of likes. It's not a parkour. <laughs> but I shared it. Did you share yours? You should have shared yours because then you might have got more likes. But you got lots of likes and I didn't get any, so... I Everybody likes an alpaca. You need an animal in your picture. There was an animal in my picture. There was? With me. <laughs> get! Yeah. You need a picture for publicity purposes for anything that it's got you and like a cute dog or something. I am a cute dog. Anyway! Yes. None of this. Um, let's jump back into the None game. None of this is acting. Let's jump back into the game, yes. Um, we left off last time. Yes. After you had recently found that Lawrence Mercer, yes. famed actor. Matthew Mercer. No, Lawrence Mercer. Lawrence Mercer. It's not a real person. No, yes. it's character. It's almost like <laughs> this is all fictitious. What? Fuck my life, it's season three. You've only just worked it out. <laughs> this is not a dream. <laughs> anyway, um, the beholder's dream, yes. Oh. Wait in the eye of a beholder, I know wait, what that wait, means. Wait, wait until a couple of seasons time when you work out this is actually just a long-running D&D campaign that's been hidden in Call of Cthulhu. Anyway. And you've just played Curse of Strahd. Anyway. Uh, yes. You found out that Lawrence Mercer had died. Yes, he did. It's very sad. You found his murder weapon, possibly, in a dagger that was covered in stage blood. We don't know. Um... As you started to search the theatre, you found yourself locked in an eternal struggle in a building that seemed to be very much coming to life around you. Mm. You found out that Helena and Hugo Sullivan, the two uh, lead roles of, of this production as the director and the assistant, uh, have apparently been conspiring in one of the dressing rooms. And when you went to interrogate and also confront them, you, uh, you you found that they held a gun at you and then knocked you unconscious. They knocked me unconscious and I woke up on the couch in the dressing room and there we nowhere to be seen. And as if the room and the building itself was fixed. Yes, it was all very weird because I ended up leaving the building. And then you left the building to prove that the, the, the building was not holding you hostage for one, but two, yes. to look down the side to see why this kind of like weird, like shape of the building that shouldn't be the actual shape of it was existing yeah. um, you discerned uh, to give you some information in the, the breakdown of the last session mm. but also something that will be interesting for later you discerned that it should be a one long oblong like building yeah. however it seemed that there were uh, the centre of the building seemed to be the stage and auditorium with tentacle like expulsions tentacles I'm joking, it's not tentacles. Uh, there, but the offshoots of each yeah. build, part of it seemed to come off the uh, the central building of the stage and auditorium, where the building itself should be oblong and just have the uh, thing centre in the centre room sort of thing. Yeah. Anyway, you called the police. I did. Looking for help. Yes. You confronted Phil, the barman, uh, to see if he knew anything, and he very much uh, didn't understand what was going on. He didn't know that anyone was in. He didn't know that... Uh, Helena and Hugo had been uh, there while she were there and he didn't know anything about Lawrence and he then claimed he didn't know anything uh, he, yes he claimed and uh, you called the police and then as the police arrive one younger by four years to its previous existence in the podcast <laughs> Jim Morgan turned up to take your statement okay 
That's where we're starting today. And I'm going to say for the sake of brevity and some respect, statement. because we don't want you to have to repeat everything that I've just said, essentially. Oh, right, okay, fair. You have just given your statement to Duke. You've explained everything that happened. Is there anything that you would keep out of it, or is there anything that you would change in what has happened as you explained? Has he it? asked me any questions that The first question would, would have been... Mean I have to answer with those sort of things no his first question that we'll be leaving out but obviously jumping in after your answer of is yeah. in as much detail as you can explain to me what happened which is why i'm asking you yes. not to repeat yourself because obviously it's been about five ten minutes of the episode already so we don't want another 20 minutes of us going and we repeat again it's yes. not an anime episode we don't need to repeat the last five minutes of the previous episode sounds bitchy but okay it's because anime episodes always do that no okay please um, in terms of why I'd leave out, um, the fact that I looked out of the window and saw the big drop, okay. uh, that none of the rooms seemed to be lining up with where I was, so... So you're basically giving an account with, without the, um, what could be interpreted as the hysteria of it? Yes. You're so giving the facts yeah, of things. Very shortly, I went backstage to speak to Lawrence. Phil saw me come in. I went into Lawrence here, knocked on his door. His door was open, went in the room, saw his dead body, came out, looked around for a bit, um, and then found out that Hugo and Helena were still there. And then I got knocked unconscious and woke up and nobody was there and I couldn't get out of the theater. And then uh, here we are now. Excellent. I have also told him about the dagger. You've told him about the dagger as well. With the stage blood, she said, doing quotes. Yes. Um, as you do this, uh, Duke starts to, as again, he was writing in his notepad and taking all the details down. He goes, right, um, okay, so with that in mind, and he's reading over his things as he says this, uh, and, and, and after all of these things, is there any... Anything else that you might think is pertinent but might not have happened in the exact evening? Is there anything like happened on your way here or any correspondence beforehand? Not really. Um, I tried to get out of the building last night but it was all locked and then I've spoken to the bartender this morning who said it wasn't locked but he also didn't see um, the Sullivans come in or go out. So what I'm reading into here seems to be that uh, uh, there is a case of, uh, of uh, breaking and entering. There is a case of murder, obviously, possibly, or at least homicide. Um, and I'm going to need to have a chat with yourself, sir, as he uh, turns to Phil. Um, Ms. Barton. Yes. Uh, I don't believe there is anything I can ask of you right now. However, you are more than welcome to uh, to return to your uh, stay in the Rising Sun. I will come see you if I need to. Please do not leave the village if you uh, if you do not hear anything from me or the police beforehand. Um. Right. Yes. Okay. I will be at the Rising Sun. And she leaves Excellent. the building. Excellent. So you leave the building? Yes. And you're just heading back Going to the Going straight building. back to the inn. Okay. 
awesome. You start to walk down the street, and again, now it's in the daytime and the sun is out. The yep. streets are a lot more approachable and inviting. Um, there's a lot more people now as it's started to become midday as such. Um, that there is a lot of uh, like shoppers, and even though it's quite a small village, this is also the main street of all the shops and such on, so you can see quite a lot of people busying around. Mm. Uh, is there anything that you would like to do along the way, or are you just heading straight back? Um, I just want to head straight back. I'm very tired, okay. but I really want to talk to the other cast members, right. so I'd like to go straight back. Uh, okay, excellent. So you start to head back as you come into the building, uh, again through the little porch entrance that has a door into the bar area, and also... Uh, the stairwell up, you can see that there are now people in the bar. You can see uh, Samuel, the actor that was apparently going to be playing War. Yes, I think so. No, he wasn't. Um, no, he testing. wasn't. No, he's playing. Uh, he's playing. I, I flicked back through my notes. <laughs> so I wrote down who everybody was. I was playing. testing you to see. I was just like, yeah? Sam was meant to be playing. Sam is playing War. Oh, he is playing. Tom war. is playing Famine. Ah, I forget that I put that in last minute on yes. my notes. Uh, that they uh, went with a change cast. It wasn't crazy. The big burly bloke would probably be the one that should play War, but they're instead going to get the play Irishman. Famine. Uh, I, I find I did, that funnier. I, I, did, I did that uh, on purpose. Yeah. Anyway, and then forgot that I changed it. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> you can see Samuel, the actor who was meant to be playing War, in the bar, just sat with a paper. He appears to be doing some sort of crossword or something in the paper. Uh, you can see there is a couple of elderly women in the corner knitting and drinking. A, Are they hags? Are they night hugs? No, because that's D&D. Yes, but uh, are they witches of some kind? I don't know. Do you know what they look like? You no, don't know. witches just look like people. <gasps> then how would you know? Ask um, them. <laughs> okay, yeah, because they're just going to go, excuse me. Roll for initiative. <laughs> are you a witch? No, I'm not a witch. Oh, doy. Anyway. <laughs> so, you can see this. Do you go upstairs? Because you've said No, I'm going to come and speak to Sam. Okay, you step on in and... Uh, as you walk over and tap on his table and sit down, uh, he it's, it's a kind of like a, hello, yeah. I'm here, because obviously his, <laughs> his attention is in the crossword, uh, but you also don't wait for him to invite Can you I to sit the table. And then oh. I just sit down. Okay, so you do ask. Um, lovely, so you sit there, you ask and then just sit anyway. He looks over and goes, um, afternoon, how may I help? Have you heard everything that's been going on? Um... With the theatre, with Lawrence, with the Sullivans. 18 down doesn't say anything about it either, no. No. How would I know? What What do Lawrence, you mean? Lawrence is dead. What? Lawrence. Somebody killed him uh, last night. I don't know when, but somewhere in between our first meeting and I went back to the theatre to talk to him about the script and he was dead. He's been stabbed. And your reaction is like that, is it? And you see he's kind of like chuckling a little bit. Uh, you see his hand is shaking as he picks up his cup of tea and starts to drink it. Uh, you can see in his face that he looks a little apprehensive of what you're saying. My reaction is not like anything. I've just come from the theatre, from talking yes, to the police. Yes, but you don't sound like you've just seen a dead body or talking to the police, if I'm honest with you. Yes, it was a few hours ago now, but it's still quite... The Sullivans were there. Hugo and Helena. Okay. They were both there. They knocked me unconscious. Could you make a, uh, a uh, probably a fast talk check? Uh, 11. That's a definite pass. I don't know what my fast talk is, to be fair, but it's probably because 25. You are. So uh, oh, it's 5%. Oh, fail. Ha! 
Oh, it's 11, I win! <laughs> yeah, I thought it was about 25. Um, he just looks at you, uh, right. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Just let me check something. You have a talent for this. Yeah, but I don't know if it counts on fast talk. Bear with... Uh, no, I don't think it works on fast talk. What is the thing that you're trying to read? Um, Let us all know, because we've not played Pulp Cthulhu, so we might <laughs> want to know what your, your, your talent is that you've got from I your thought Pulp I, talent. I thought I had one to do with that. I don't. I have some other talents, but they are about spot hiddens, which have not been doing my bonus roles on those. Uh, master of Disguise, Alert, Fleet-Footed, Hardened and Quick Study. Nothing to do with fast talk. I thought I had one, but I don't. It's oh, okay. That's fine. Let's continue. Yeah. Lovely, thank you. Um, he just looks at you again, and you can see there is a obvious look of um, apprehension and also disbelief as he sits there. Going, right, so what you're telling me is the man who has hired us to come down here and the man who has been working in the industry for quite a long time, so can't exactly go inconspicuously into the good nights. Mm -hmm. But uh, you're telling me that the uh, they, they have killed Lawrence Mercer, one of the biggest theatrical names. I didn't say they'd killed him, but that would make sense because I don't know anyone else who would have done or would have I mean, had the opportunity to. Obviously someone who hasn't done much acting then, have you? Because we're all back here, kind of like backstabbing. <laughs> How did you know he was stabbed in the back? I didn't say he was stabbed in the back, I said everyone's backstabbing. Apologies, maybe I'm making something out of nothing. I just thought that was odd because he was stabbed in the back. Well, it's almost like a turn of phrase can be used in many ways. Yeah, strange. Um, Again, your reaction is, how do I know that you haven't done it and you're currently trying to make an alibi? Like, listen to you, you don't sound like you've just seen a body. You don't sound like you've just been spending the last few hours with police. I don't. I'm trying to work it all out in my head because none of it makes any sense. Because while I was there... And this is going to sound completely strange, but the building from the inside doesn't look like the building from the outside. <laughs> I looked out of one of the windows and there was a drop, like a several story drop down to an alley. What time did you go to the theatre? <sighs> I don't know. It was... And after did we... you spend some time at the bar beforehand? No. Because you sound like you spent some time at the bar beforehand. I have to say, for somebody who's so concerned about my reaction, I've just told you our cast member is dead and the director may or may not have had something to do with it and you're accusing me of drinking. Yes, because I don't believe what you're saying and what you're telling me is that the building tried to lock you in. Excuse me if my, my fickle, stupid Irish mind can't seem to comprehend the idea of someone got drunk and saw things that weren't there like most drunks do. Then go to the theatre yourself and talk to the police because they'll probably want to talk to all the cast anyway. Okay, I will, once I get called because I don't believe that he's dead. I'm going to go to my room. Fine. Have a good afternoon, madam. He returns back to his, uh, his crossword. You go upstairs? Yes. Excellent. I sit on the bed in my room. This, I assume my, my room, I could get into it as normal. It wasn't yeah. like already open or... No, you have a key to it. Yeah. It's, it's still a room. I know, I know. I'm just <laughs> like, I'm saying, because I... 
gone because I jumped ahead to I sit on the bed. Like yeah. I assume you would have stopped me to say the room was already open or something. No, because it wasn't. So uh, you head upstairs. You go to your room. I sit on the bed, and I think because I'm really annoyed at how that conversation with Sam went. But also, I know I've not got anything to do with it, but there is a weird piece of doubt that maybe it was all a dream, for want of a better phrase. Did any of it happen? Am I just tired and crazy? I don't know. I'm going to take a nap. Okay. Um, could you make a sound check as you go for your sleep? Uh, that, I believe, is definitely a pass. Yeah, I know, it's here. <laughs> uh, yes, that's definitely a pass. Excellent. Pass, pass, pass. Um, you go, as, as you've said, you go upstairs, you frustrated from your just short inter interaction with uh, Samuel, uh, lay down on the bed a little... Uh, you're not sure if you're going to fall asleep because of the, uh, the simmering anger, but also you do find yourself very much dropping off uh, with the tiredness and the ache of your body and in your dream you have the same conversation that you've just had but this time you can sense something is happening as you do it uh, you can see that there is almost like a looming figure behind Sam as he's sat on his chair you can see someone as if they're stood behind him with their hand on his shoulder uh, but you can't make out any like details. It just looks like a looming figure over him. It looks like a maroon, dark red colour around the aura that you can see that is behind him. And you get the sense in your dream that it's that thing that's making you angry, not his responses. Mm -hmm. Several hours pass and you wake. Um... I freshen up. What time is it now? Because so, it was roughly lunchtime. Yeah, it's about uh, 12, 1 ish as everything had finished and you came back. So you would be, depending on how long you imagine you would normally nap, because obviously uh, in, yeah. in Call of Cthulhu and in 1920, you don't have a phone to ignore every five minutes as it goes off. Yeah, so Smile. a couple of <laughs> hours maybe? So uh, it's so, like four? Yeah, it could be four or five o'clock. Okay. Um. I am going to go back down to the bar and hopefully speak to George. Excellent. He's there. Down. Uh, you can see that uh, behind the bar now is a slim-looking lady, uh, beehive-type uh, like beehive hair, uh, glasses, thick kind of lens with uh, not a lot of design to them. Everything about her seems to be of uh, kind of everything is dressed to requirement, not for frivolity. Functional rather yeah. than... Um, she has a, uh, a small mole just above her lip, uh, brown eyes, orangey blonde hair. She looks over. Hello, are you um, 12? Sorry? Yes. Excellent. Uh, Moira, sorry. Uh, uh, apologies if anything was moved uh, over the uh, evening. I did the clean this morning as you weren't in and then uh, left it there. That's fine. Um, no, everything looked fine. Thank you. Uh, that's, that's okay. Um, do you know this village well? Well, I've lived here for a couple of years, so I hope so, yeah. <laughs> um, this might be a silly request, but do you know if there are any um, 
something like a, a, a mystic or a fortune teller or somebody who deals with paranormal. Well, there's 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 Agatha. Um, she lives out on the uh, on the the there's like a, a small cottage out on the outskirts. The, the, if you follow the road up, as uh-huh. she points out, don't go into town, but head out towards the train station sort of thing. Right. Follow it up and then take the last right before the train station. You'll see it, the train station before you turn right. Um, okay. And then follow that down. You'll get a, a quite a nice scenic view and you'll get quite a nice walk. And then once you're down there, you'll find yourself uh, coming up to a cottage. Okay. Who is Agatha? Uh, she's one of these, um, uh, what are they called? She's a, she does those uh, like palm reading. So <laughs> like a fortune teller. Kind of. She does tarot she's readings, like palm readings. She she she's kind of a bit ostracised from the the locals because she does the weird things that most people don't believe in. Do they think she's a witch? Well, no, they don't believe she's a witch. They think she's cuckoo. Oh, okay. Um, so go uh, that way. She lives in a cottage. Yes. Is she there? All the time. I mean, unless she's gone out to the shops or something, and she doesn't really leave. Right. That we know of. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um. Thank you. Thanks. That's really helpful. You're welcome. Um. So I'm going to go out the front door because I'm yep. going to try and find my way to Agatha. Were any of the other cast in the bar? Nope. No. Nope. You can see that Sam was still sat doing his uh, crossword and drinking it. You can see there's several cups of tea in front of him now. It's almost like. Uh, Moira has not interrupted him. He's just been there all day. He's just been sat for the last few hours drinking tea and trying to do a crossword. Um, you can't see any of the other cast anywhere. And just looking hard at Sam, can I see the figure again I saw in my dream? Uh, make a, I'm going to say this time, uh, probably the best one to make would be... I think it would be... I'm going to say a spot hidden just because... You're looking for something yeah. that might not be right. there. Alright, we'll go, we'll go spot hidden. An option to see if you can. Uh, I get a bonus roll. So let me roll that one again. Yes. <laughs> Failed. Failed worse. Excellent. Um, so you start to look at Sam. Who doesn't look up? He very much is enthralled in his crossword. Right. And you try to look over him as if to look for this aura that you saw in your dream and you can't see anything. However, the mere sight of Sam reminds you of that conversation. You start to feel like your heckles start to rise again. Okay, I am going to just walk out of the door without talking to him. Excellent. And I'm um, going to go and find Agatha. Can you make a concentration check? Yes. Uh, fail. Fail. That is a 90, isn't it? Yes, it is. Uh, yes, it's 90. Uh, as you start to step out, you are not incapacitated by, but have a sudden moment of lightheadedness. You grab the wall and suddenly you start to cough quite um, quite exertedly into your handkerchief. Oh no. Um, Do I have consumption? You don't know. Um, you're not a doctor. Um, <laughs> you start to cough uh, and you start bringing up some bile. Uh, which unfortunately uh, not being someone who agrees with this sort of thing but the actor and also the character uh, you uh, hock up into the uh, into the gutter because uh, there is nowhere to uh, dispose no, of said no, item and you don't want to cough it into your handkerchief no, that's disgusting. keep it in your pocket yeah, no gosh no 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 no, no. Um, it is uh, it is lime green uh, it's the same sort of thing that you've seen before as anyone might have when you have like a, a chest infection or some sort of like common cold sat on your chest but you are by no means 
feeling ill no. until this very moment. You haven't had any signs of a cold coming up, and you've also been, although it's quite cool in the evenings, uh, you have also not found yourself um, in any capacity. Um, okay, that's weird. Suddenly feeling like you you have a cold coming on. Oh, you. something's got into me. Some sort of mystic disease. <sighs> Do I feel okay to keep walking? Uh, yes, it's just a, a brief bout of right. coughing that you suddenly racks over you. You can't really find the you can't have the strength to continue walking until you've got past this bout. Okay. And you're not too sure where it's come from. Just as I explained, it. it's like a, a chest infection type cough that just suddenly appears and then stops after a couple of minutes. Okay. Um, I I look at it. It's disgusting. Um. Because I don't feel ill, I'm just yawning for some reason. Sure. I am just going to shake my head and kind of tell myself to get over it and keep walking. Because I'd like to go visit Agatha. Excellent. The uh, witch! You, uh, you steal yourself against this weirdness that's mm. just happened and start to head out towards this, uh, this soothsayer, if you will. Soothsayer. Mm. I like that. Uh, in, the, uh, in the outskirts of Gunners Lake. <laughs> if there is any place in the world, it's going to be like the backwoods of Devon. <laughs> exactly. This is the place where they congregate because yeah, no. they're not judged like they would be in London. Anyway, I'm sure there's a very, isn't there a very strong history of witchcraft and stuff it's, in the southwest? It's, uh, it's the reason why um, Arthur Conan Doyle loved yeah. Dartmoor and, so, uh, and Dartmoor and stuff like that because there's a whole, there's a whole like. Uh, that's where the fairies lived and so Yeah. It's got a rich. It's got Man a rich. Roach, <laughs> Sherlock Holmes, but also four fairies are real. Uh, yeah. <laughs> fairies are real. For anyone who's listening, fairies are real. <laughs> I do believe in fairies. I do believe in fairies. Clap your hands. <laughs> anyway, um, that, that's not a clap, that's slapping yourself. Yeah, I know, but I was holding a pen in the other hand and I yeah, couldn't the, be bothered to put it down. <laughs> the audience, though, they could just suddenly go, what the hell? Anyway. Um, Anyway, you start to head up the streets towards Agatha's, <laughs> and as you walk again up these streets that look like uh, the tree lines are trying to burst out, mm. um, you are somewhat um, surprised as you find the building. You can see it off in the distance as you turn off the right just before the train station. You can see it off. It looks to be about 30 minutes walk up this kind of like dirt track meets a, uh, a walking kind of route for hikers of the south. Um, but you are quite surprised to see as you, as, you, uh, <laughs> as you turn round onto the corner you can see that uh, Thomas Smith is walking down oh, no. the street uh, or down the dirt track towards the exit um, he just kind of smiles and does that kind of like that thing that most people do where they, they point at I someone thought they he was just, I really thought he was going to go have we met? he'd be like yes, yes we have hello um um, Fiona. Fiona, sorry, excuse me. Um, ah, That's okay. Out for a walk, are we? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just going to see somebody. Ah, okay. Um, uh, the uh, the the fortune teller, I assume. Uh, yes. Well, there's not really anywhere else up this way, so I assume if you're going that way, it's have, quite good. Have actually. you? Have you just? I, yes, are you not? Uh, and he starts, there's this awkward thing between the two of you as you start to, last week literally just done. Uh, it's that kind of like, yeah, are you a believer yourself? Um, 
sort of. Uh, I don't know, to be honest. Um, some weird things have been happening recently. Um, and everybody I've met so far seems to be too level-headed uh, to talk to. So I wanted to talk to somebody who might understand, not accuse me of drinking. Who, uh, what? I, okay, not my place. I won't, uh, I'll leave you to uh, enjoy. Lawrence died last night. What? Lawrence, Mercer. He was stabbed in his dressing room I found him uh, yes could you make a psychology check for me please ah psychology I do have a thing psychology oh if someone is trying to detect this guys oh no I don't need to use it because I'm not trying to deceive him oh fail <laughs> I hate these dice! These dice! These dice are great for D&D because they roll high. They're really rubbish for this. My new dice should be here soon and then I will use them. Anyway, so... Why is that funny? It's just when you're like, oh, it's I just don't need to get out out. <laughs> no, I thought it was, I thought, because I'd read the word psychology, but it's um, when I'm trying to deceive somebody. No, that's fine. Um, so... As you look at him, you can see there is a reaction to what you've just said, because obviously there should be a reaction to someone telling you that uh, someone has just died. Yes. Or been killed. But you see that he kind of repositions himself as such. It's not a, uh, it's by no means like a telltale sign of anything, obviously, because you failed psychology for one. But uh, it, you see there is like a kind of reproach that he has as he is taken aback and then tries to continue talking. Uh, Lawrence is dead. Yes. Um, I, last night after we had the meeting, I read through the script and Lawrence had spoken to me afterwards and told me if I wanted to talk about it, I could go and see him. And I went to the theatre and I went to his dressing room and he was dead on the floor. How did he die, do you know? Um, there was a stab wound on his back, so I assume from that, but I don't know, the police are there now. Fascinating. I mean, that's not the strangest bit. Um, <laughs> Hugo and Helena were there too. In a dressing room with weird statues of things and oh yes they knocked me unconscious what, what sort of statues oh I, um i don't remember i didn't see them that clearly in detail before they knocked me out um weird little um i don't know how best to describe them but statues that they had uh like like a sort of otherworldly theme to them um they weren't props i don't think from anything it seemed a weird setup to have in a dressing room and also i thought they were staying on the outskirts of town so why would they even be at the theater because i'm sorry to interrupt and uh, throw another um 
cog into your many turning wheels here, but <laughs> why would they not be at the theatre? They are chiefly the people who are running the show from it. So why would they knock me unconscious? I unfortunately do not know, and I would have to uh, speak to both parties before I followed... I mean, that, that to me, I, I couldn't give a damn whether they were at the theatre or not. Uh, like you've just said, they have every right to be there. Um, I assumed they'd gone home after the meeting, but obviously they, they'd stuck around. But knocking your one of your cast members unconscious seems a bit of an overreaction to something. Okay. I just have this weird sense that they are connected to Lawrence's death. I mean, especially because I did tell them Lawrence had died and they sort of brushed it off as though it was nothing. I don't... Oh, bits and pieces are coming back, I'm sorry. how to respond to this. I'm going to go and see what's happening at the theatre, I think. Uh, yes, um, the police were there... Uh, earlier this morning. I got locked in overnight, I'm not sure how. According to the the, the chap who works behind the bar, the theatre has the sort of doors where you can get out of them at any time, so maybe I was tired or in shock and I thought it was locked and it wasn't, but uh, yes, I found Lawrence. I tried to leave the theatre so I could phone the police, uh, couldn't get out of the doors, so went back to the dressing rooms to see if there was another way out and then came across the Sullivans. Sorry, apologies, I've not had much sleep. Hmm. Are you okay? Yes, I'm going to go to the theatre, I believe, before, um, yes. It's probably a good idea. I imagine the police will want to speak to the cast anyway. But again, I will see what is happening when I get down there. Um, okay, enjoy your trip to the soothsayer. Um, and he just turns and starts to walk down the street. <laughs> the conversation with him is just bringing back memories of the things that I saw because I didn't see anything in great... The statues, I didn't see anything in great detail enough to describe them. But also, I remember that I told them that Lawrence was dead and they kind of went, oh, shh, 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 shh. like, that's not a reaction to have. I mean, it's the perfect reaction to have if you killed him and you I'm, already know. I'm pretty, yeah, I'm pretty sure she responded with, and you can quote me on this one, yes, we know. Yes, yes. So it's not, it's, not, it's not a case of they, you don't know if they know or not. I know. They knew he was dead. I know, I know. I've chosen not to give those exact words to Tom. No, but uh, as yeah. you're now talking as an actor yeah. to the DM sort of thing. No, uh, to be fair, I couldn't remember what they'd said. I know they'd said something that was very much like, Oh, that, that doesn't well, matter. Well, luckily, you can go back and listen to it on yeah. our podcast. <laughs> oh, there's a podcast. <laughs> that you're listening to right now, listener. Why Thank did you. I not know? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, so I'm going to go and see Agatha. 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 You uh, are somewhat, again, taken aback after the uh, responses of yet another cast member as you walk down the... Uh, the dirt track. But Tom definitely seems like his response was much more in keeping with You've just been told this great actor you, you're going to work with is dead and these people are involved. Yes, it's almost like people have certain reactions. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. 
I'm going to find this was so funny in a couple of uh, episodes of time <laughs> where you realise what's going on. I know, but I also, I'm not saying these things because Emma's an idiot. I'm saying these things because it's Fiona's thought. Oh yeah, no, and, yeah. Uh, it's okay to have these thoughts and it's by no means wrong to be, yeah. but also... I'm just saying it's interesting. Brief sidebar moment. It's making her suspicious because yes. Sam has just brushed it off and gone, you were probably drunk. Which... Okay. Um, but just just a sidebar thing here. Not all characters are going to believe you. No. No, I not, know. Not all characters should you believe sort of thing. No, I know. And there's just this thing of like, because you've just walked in and you very matter-of-factly go, Lawrence is dead. So like, what? No. No. And then you start talking about how the room, the theatre yes. tries to lock you in. Yes. It's a bit like someone going, I fell down some stairs and, and then I got punched in the stomach several times and then I broke some ribs and then this. Oh no, I just fell down the stairs. <laughs> the police goes, yes, domestic violence is still a problem because that happened to you and unfortunately you think the right thing is to say you just fell down the stairs. Yeah. That's not victim blaming, that is not. No. But obviously there is an understanding when someone says something uh, because obviously... Uh, there, there's like hidden agendas and stuff yes. like that when people say things uh, which is the same thing it's like you come in and you say the rooms tried to lock me in and then there was cat statues and there was uh, this thing and no and he's like cool you sound like you got very lashed last night <laughs> and then just locked yourself in the theatre yes. thinking that the theatre was locking you in yes anyway um, again if anyone is suffering from domestic violence please speak out it is a uh, very problem, uh, problematic thing and something that you should not suffer alone um, let alone suffer at all <sighs> sidebar over okay you're walking up the street yes you are heading towards Agatha's cottage yes um, you uh, you see this lovely pristine little like one level bungalow cottage out on the uh, out on the edge of a moor it is lovely it is very picturesque it is the sort of thing that you would see in a painting <laughs> Um, as you uh, look over the, the fields behind it, as the sun starts to head towards setting, it's a uh, it's quite a, quite a nice scene. And for a moment, you are calmed, and again, start to slowly but surely feel a tickle at the back of your throat, and start coughing again. This time, not so like incapacitating, but you have a slight tickle at the back of your throat that you can't seem to get rid of. <coughs> You, uh, well then. <laughs> anyway. So, coughing to my handkerchief like a lady, or do I go. <laughs> and then anyway. I look and it's like lime green, like. Ugh. I can see it crawling away. Anyway. <laughs> Have I just coughed up slime from Ghostbusters? Who knows? Um, anyway, you, uh, you head towards the cottage. You can see that the door is open. Uh, there is a waft of teas and incense coming from of inside. There, is. Uh, there are hundreds if not thousands of wind chimes hanging from every possible place outside the front door and across the the awning this sounds exactly like karen lambert's house <laughs> our listeners don't know who karen lambert is but she is someone we've both worked with and uh, this sounds exactly like her house <laughs> okay cool um, i've never been i don't know karen enough to say that anyway, uh, um, um, changed her name <laughs> you you see that uh, the windows have this kind of like again everything is like a very picturesque typical cottage look. There's the kind of hatched looking windows which are uh, uh. Uh, not 
completely see-through but frosted. Yes, um, frosted, uh, mullioned. Yes, uh, you can see that the uh, the the, the thatching and over the uh, the actual roof is therefore like aesthetic, not for actual roofing. Um, it's just a nice little cottage. Lovely. As you head up, and you can see there is a small kind of like fold-out A-frame sign outside the front that says palm readings and um uh, and and blessings Ooh. On the i like the sound of this i would like to knock on the door so i'm going to walk in um and into what i presume is a front room or the room where she does this you kind step of thing into what looks to be some sort of like studio apartment if it was in yes. a cottage there is a, a very much Every wall is lined with trinkets and bookshelves with like statues and baubles and different things mm. and books of uh, the as someone who has read the occult stuff a bit mm -hmm. uh, for Fiona you are starting to see books that you have seen before um, in your spare time you can see that the you can also smell now even more powerfully that uh, tea-like sensation that was coming out and you can see there are incense burners hanging from all four corners of the room. Uh, there is no bed that you can see in here. There is a simple kitchen set up okay. to one side, and you can see that uh, in the centre of the living room area of this, uh, there is an elderly woman with curled, like permed grey hair, uh, quite large in stature, but also quite short. So she is kind of like a small marble of a person. Um, she has, <laughs> as she looks up and grins at you, uh, she's missing a couple of teeth. Um, and she just looks at her, hello there, how may I help there? Hi, um, I'm not sure what exactly I'm here for, I just need to talk to somebody. Um, well, if you'd like to sit down, I will make a cup of tea and we'll see what you do. <laughs> Thank you. And she gets up and starts to waddle over to the kitchen area. Um, as she does, you can, hear the, you can hear the jingling of different necklaces and pearls hanging off her, um, and like sequins and such. Oh, um, she, marble lady. <laughs> starts making things. Uh, uh, making I presume you're Agatha, by the way. Yes, and I presume you are Fiona. And uh, brings a cup of tea over to you. And how did you, you know that? <laughs> oh, she's do you not see the sign outside, dear? <laughs> yes. Um, Every now and then my accent changes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Where is she from? Because she's meant to be like this. Anyway. Um, yes, thank you for the tea. Um, it's fine, I'm assuming that you didn't want the sugar this time because you're on your, uh, your beginning of the year diet. <laughs> um... That's not really true for me, but thank you. I don't generally put sugar in. Ah, you're not doing it this year, is it? I have never done that. <laughs> um, I don't usually put sugar in hot drinks. Um, but thank you. I don't like the way she laughs at me like I'm making it up. Like, <laughs> no! <laughs> Hang on a minute, you don't know me! You mad bitch! <laughs> um... Could I, uh, could I talk to you about uh, something that happened to me last night? Well, I would be a very bad host if I said no. Why are you spinning in your chair? <laughs> it's really distracting. It's because I'm trying to get into character. <laughs> Continue! 
Acting. Oh, oh, so um, I am one of the cast members of the play that's being a protagonist. That's the one I was going to call it the Four Horsemen because I can never remember. Uh, but yes, the Seventh Seal and by one Hugo Sullivan. That's the chap starring you, Thomas Smith, Samuel O'Brien, Lauren Collins. Collins. <laughs> I was like, did you look? <laughs> and Lawrence Mercer, unfortunately, no longer. Did you? How did you know that? Again. <laughs> you see, Steve, all this time I thought she was mental. Turns out she actually knows stuff. <laughs> this is a serious conversation. Oh my god, I'm scared. <laughs> right. Um, Look where you are, dear. That was the thing. I We had our first meeting last night for the cast, and we met up with Hugo Sullivan and Helena Sullivan mm. and we also met Lawrence Mercer for the first time. Uh, quite. I spoke to Lawrence a little at the time and he said, um, because I've not done a Sullivan play before, he said if I needed to talk about it uh, I could come and talk to him. So I took the script back to where I was staying, read through it, thought actually talking to someone would be a good idea, so went back to the theatre to talk to Lawrence and found him dead in his dressing room. Mm. Then while I was there I saw Hugo and Helena in one of the other dressing rooms. I told them Lawrence was dead. They said, yes, we know. They had a load of statues in their room. I don't remember what they were, but it was all very weird. And then they knocked me unconscious. Such a wonderful initiation into the play scene. This is not an This is not an initiation into the play scene, I hope. You have not done there, Hugo Sullivan, have you? <laughs> no, is he known for knocking people unconscious? Well, I don't know if he's known for knocking people unconscious. Is he known for I, murder? I do know that he, um, he, uh, he is very, very interesting to study. He, yes, I can only imagine how interesting he is if he murders one of his cast. I have absolutely no idea. I just know that when I told them that Lawrence was dead, their reaction was, yes, we know. But also, it's a very... They didn't seem at all upset. It was a very, very strong accusation you just threw down there. Yes. I don't actually think I suspect them of murder at all. I'm just confused. You need to get your head straight. And that's why I'm here. Because I know you weren't there, but I just... I have a lot of things going on in my head. One of the other castmates didn't believe me. Um, Understandably, you sound like you're raving mad. Exactly, he said I was raving drunk. Um, well, he didn't say that, he implied that because I was too matter-of-fact about everything, but he was the person in the cast that I thought I'd get along with most. I thought that we shared the same sort of personality, the same sort of humour, and so I presented it all to him quite matter-of-factly. You will not get on well with Samuel. Why? Because you are contradicting terms in this play. What do you... what do you... do you, do you know the play? <laughs> 
I've read it once or twice. I have seen it in many forms, but at the same time, always the same. War and pestilence don't seem to get on too well. Do you, how do you... How, how have you seen it? This is a new piece of work, isn't it? And she grins and starts to sip at her tea. You are aware that from the beginning of time to idly pass the time we have told each other stories? Yes, I mean obviously the story of the four horsemen is from the, the Bible. It, none of Nothing in the story is new so much um, apart from in Mr. Sullivan's play uh, God dies. And what a shame to find that he died before the dress rehearsal. Seeing as you seem to have guessed, yes, Lawrence Mercer was playing the part of God. And it is quite a heavy callow to wear. I imagine so. Now, and she puts the tea down and starts moving some things around in front of her. You can see the table is actually like covered in different bric-a-brac and such in front of her she starts moving things around and then pushes in front of the pair of you a large crystal orb places her hands in a, a kind of like a temple like fashion and starts to uh, just look at you intently and goes, so you're here for a reading or are you here for just talk I was here just to talk I don't know if telling me my fortune's going to be any help well depends on what you think your fortune is Judging by what's happened so far, I can't imagine it's anything good. Well, does anyone want to find out? Would you like, or would you like to just continue talking it out? Because my rate is still the same. I, I don't mind what the rate is. Actually, back. yes. Can you read the fortune of someone who's not in the same room? That, my dear, is a seance. You're asking me to talk to someone beyond the dead if not their history. Yes, I suppose not someone... Is it still a seance if they're not dead yet? It is not my place to offer other people's fortunes if they are alive, and if they are not alive, then you are speaking to the wrong person. Right. Yes, then my fortune would be lovely. Excellent. And she offers her hands out towards you, um, opening them and placing her hands palm up uh, towards you. Yes. What do I put my hands? Give me your hands, dear. Right. Sorry. Amateurs um, are always the worst ones to work with. Who's Excellent. always to, the worst ones to work with? Amateurs. Oh. Right. And I put my hands in her. Um, excellent. She takes your hands and you can see, uh, make a, I'm going to say a mythos check at this point. This will be fun. And then also a sanity. Um, I failed the mythos. Just let me check something. Failed the mythos and then sanity. Yeah. Uh, pass. Pass, lovely. Um, you start to see and you are not sure how she's doing it. You can't think of any stories that uh, that you've read or any uh, like 
writings on this sort of thing, even though you have read some sort of informations about like the occult and such. That was what I needed you to roll in a cult check, don't worry. Do you want um, me to roll in a no, cult check? No, it's fine. It's because I forgot that was a check. I, I forgot that, that was a check as well. When you said Mythos, I was um, like, I'm sure there's a better one, but couldn't think what it was. Um, you start to see somehow the orb below your hand starts to glow. Its sickly yellow colour starts to pulse out of it and light up the room around you. And she starts looking at you. I am shocked by this because although I've read many things, I've not been to a fortune teller or a mystic before. You have also read that there is a lot of... It's a very theatrical thing. Yeah, exactly. You know that there's a lot of stagecraft to it and you have never seen or read any way that someone can make... An, an orb so it, mm. if it was a light you'd get the sense that she was turning a light on but yeah. there's no way for a dimmer to be put into an no. item that she has picked up and moved into the centre no. of the I space I was going along with it and now I'm starting to believe she might actually be doing something but it's um, and she looks down into the orb and you can see that her face goes from like a calm contained kind of expression to a look of horror um and looks back up and removes her hands very quickly away from you as the light suddenly drops from the orb. What is it? You should probably find yourself a way to remove yourself from this play. Why? Though I think its claws are in you too thick. What do you mean? How is your health recently? Uh, very good. Like I say, find a way to leave. Um, and she starts to busy herself as she gets up and starts tidying things away. But I don't it. want to leave. I don't see why I should leave. Well, you you see, the the uh, the gentleman is uh, is dead, and um, uh, the, uh, the there is no play now, obviously, because they haven't got a god, and uh, they can't really cast someone new or. Uh, he, he writes the plays to those plays and... Um, I don't understand what you mean. Why does the play have its claws in me? How is that possible? Uh, this is something that you will not be able to comprehend at the moment, my dear. I think that it is best that you go, get your stuff and leave as best as you can. Your advice is that I should leave? For the third time, yes. What happens if I stay? Well, on your head be it. Right. And that is where we shall end the oh. session. Okay. Oh. Excellent. She's mental. Is she mental or no. is she seeing things that you can't see? She's seeing things I can't see. I mean, we're playing Call of Cthulhu. Obviously, there is some sort of occult and mythos and mystic and nonsense paranormal. This is not this is not a real life world where you go. She she's just batshit making stuff up. <laughs> yes, unlike those normal illusionists, yeah. Cora. Anyway, <laughs> uh, anyway, yes. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you. Thank you for playing. That was very fun. Thank you for leading, <laughs> gatekeeping. Um, yes, whatever that is. Um, and uh, yes, we shall. Uh, we shall see you next week for another episode as we slowly make our way towards the end of treading the boards. Are we nearly the end? Uh, well, the, depends on what you do, but there is obviously, uh, without spoiling it, the way you have approached the story that I had, yeah. it's now that the weekend is what the problem is yeah. rather than the uh, the first 
few days of the performance uh, oh, okay, yeah. working on it. Um, you have kickstarted the narrative, which is wonderful. Uh, it's not a bad thing, not a no, uh, no, 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 no. Do. I don't know what you've I got have, in mind. So I have worked the story to what you have done in the previous session. To make sure <laughs> was that... Agatha just thrown in? Or... No, she was going to be there. If, like so, spoilers, sort of thing. Spoilers. Um, you were meant to, uh, if if everything had gone to plan, uh, would be just spending your weekend. <laughs> finding yourself starting to notice certain weird things rather than going into the belly of the beast uh-huh. if you will because obviously um the uh the, the, you can sense there's something happening in the theater um i'm not saying that the theater is the place to be or whatever's going to happen scared of the theater, but at the same yeah. time the uh the, the events were going to happen as you started yeah. to work on the script yes but i chose to go back the same night yes and <laughs> found that because you were meant to come in on the monday, monday morning and find him dead and find him dead yes one of you were you were meant to start practicing, and then when it got to a part where you're going to need him, one of you were to go find him uh-huh. and find he was dead. Okay. Um, which is always an interesting way to respond to things, um, and also an interesting way to then affect the story when you then have things because you would then go like, I don't know, I'm not allowed to leave the city, but I've seen these weird things happening. Yeah. Whilst I've been rehearsal, I would like to speak to someone. Yep. She was always there just in case needed, and uh. also because Thomas Smith also believes in that sort of thing, so also went to see her. Yes. But obviously he went to see her before finding out. That yes. And I didn't know Thomas Smith believes in that thing. Excellent. Exactly. Sorry. Not also, I can't, I can't leave the city because the police want me to stay. Exactly. That's, ah. that's an interesting thing happening. Anyway. Yeah, let me but, write that down. Uh, but that's why, that's why things are happening and what's happening and all that weirdness. But we shall see what happens next week. In yes. In the next episode. Yes. Until then. Go to our Patreon, which oh. we're working on yeah, at some which point. Go to our Red yeah. Bubble and buy our t-shirts. Go to our <laughs> website and leave comments. Go to our Twitters and tweet us. Yes. Um, but don't add me, bro. Don't <laughs> add me, bro. Anyway. Scared. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you for listening to the St. James Fox. Your investigator, Fiona Martin, was played by Emma Bamford. Your keeper was Steve Archer. Theme music performed by Steve Archer. Background music was performed by Kevin McLeod and can be found at Incompetech.com. Other music performed by the cast of Bombarded Podcast and can be found at bombarded.bandcamp.com. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.